quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood. Yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connective parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle and I'm so glad you are here. We are going to talk about the easygoing child or the more amiable child, the child who doesn't talk back so much and who is more willing to follow our lead. I have a child like that. That's my second child, Pia, and she seems to go with the flow more. And I worry about her because I worry what's going on below the surface and if she's really leaning into this idea of people-pleasing and would she rather keep the peace by sacrificing herself than to speak out. And I want to talk about what I believe happened early on in my parenting when I was just a new parent and Esme was between the ages of one and five and Pia's three years younger. So she was in between the ages of zero and three or two and a half. Pia witnessed a lot of things. She was making sense of the world by what she witnessed between Esme and I. And although she was much more easygoing and went with the flow and did what I said on a whole, I think part of the reason that that happened was because she was watching the ways in which I interacted with Esme. She would watch me come down hard on her or reprimand her or send her to timeout or take things away or reward her. And in her mind, I don't know if she was trying to avoid that kind of response from me or if she knew that it was already too much in the house and that she needed to be quiet and calm and compliant in order to make me feel okay. And I think both of my girls are sensitive in different ways. Esme's sensitive and strong and Pia's more sensitive and quiet. So where I came to this parenting method and approach to help my relationship with Esme, well, really I came because I thought I was going to fix Esme. What ended up happening is that 
I realized my younger daughter also had feelings and emotions and dysregulation and all of these things that I thought she didn't because I was laying all the blame on Esme. So when I first started this parenting method, Esme had a lot of tantrums, huge, big, overwhelming, hour-long tantrums, two-hour tantrums where she was getting it all out. And finally, I learned how to hold space. So I was holding space for her. And when she began to regulate and those tantrums began to subside or they got really small or they weren't really happening at all anymore, my sweet Pia started having big feelings. And she really started to come out with those big feelings and the tantrums and the upsets. And I remember her saying during some of these big feelings, I don't want to have a tantrum. It's too much. It's too much, mom. And I think those big feelings were so overwhelming for her because she has a sensitive nervous system and that loud noises and big feelings are hard for her to digest. She's the kid who can't listen to fireworks. She doesn't want to listen to fireworks. She puts noise canceling headphones on. She's been that way her whole life. She doesn't like loud noises. So she didn't like the fighting between Esme and I when Esme was younger. And I think this has translated into her whole life and is part of her temperament. So once she started having these big feelings, they overwhelmed her. The sound overwhelmed her. The feelings overwhelmed her. And she just wanted them to go away. And a lot of times she would say to me, go away. Don't be near me. I don't want you here. And I think part of why she didn't want me there was because when I showed my kind, loving presence to her, when I was connected and when I was with her, it made those feelings bubble over. Before in my parenting, I would have shut that down and she would have allowed it. Maybe she even became used to it, that it was better to have them shut down. So when they came up, they were hard for her to comprehend. They were hard for her to digest. They were hard for me to digest. But I stuck through it and I stayed with her. I didn't stay so close that I was smothering her. I stayed close enough that I had a presence with her that she knew I was there and that those big feelings just came up and we allowed them to come up and we allowed them to bubble over and we allowed her to feel better because she was able to process them. So I think what happens in the dynamics of a family, and it depends on your specific family and every family is different, but for me and what I've seen, I've seen this kind of dynamic often repeat itself depending on the kids and the family. But if you have a compliant child, you might consider really thinking about what have they observed? What have they observed you do? And how might that have affected the way in which they interact with both you, the other siblings, and then themselves? So I thought, in my mind, Pia has been, had been stuffing her feelings because she was too scared to let them out, either too scared to overwhelm me or too scared to be treated the way in which I was treating Esme. But as soon as she noticed that I was safe, as soon as she recognized, oh, mom's going to listen to the feelings, she's not scared. They're not too big for her. She's going to stay with me through my feelings. Because those feelings will not dysregulate my mom, she began to show me those feelings. My one-on-one parenting sessions are designed for us to dive deeply into your own personal parenting struggles. I wasn't being who I wanted to be as a parent, and I was often just really at a loss for what to do in situations that felt really hard. 
that's where we were when we started. We unravel those struggles using connection as opposed to resorting to punishments and threats and bribes. I teach you how to make that change. Myself and my husband like just didn't really know how to connect with our daughters. It was like a complete paradigm shift from what we were doing that was very obviously not working into more. How can I be the best parent you need me to be in whatever situation we find ourselves in? Let me help you find more self-regulation so you can have the calm household that you always wanted to have. And now I'm like, duh, you like, I learned this sooner. Become my private client today to find more peace in your household. Go to courses.peaceandparentingla.com forward slash private hyphen sessions to find out more information. Well, I'm so glad we found you. Thank goodness for Instagram. I have this famous story that I talk about. Famous. It's famous in my own mind because it's the one that really stuck out for me. It was the first time that she really tantrumed and we were having special time and she loved special time. And we went to this outdoor mall called The Grove. If you know LA at all, it's like this outdoor crazy mall. And she wanted to go to the American Girl doll store, which I hate. And We were on the escalator and we were coming down and she insisted on riding the escalator again. So I indulged her in riding the escalator again. Well, then she wanted to ride it a third time. And I said, yes. Well, at the fourth time, I was like, no, Pia, we have to go. We have to get home and you can't ride the escalator anymore. That poor child had a tantrum like you'd never seen before. And she ran through the middle of the grove and the middle of the grove has a trolley And I was terrified that she was going to be run over by the trolley. I had to run and scoop her up. We went to my car, which was parked in the parking lot, and we sat in the back of my car. She tantrumed for nearly an hour. And it was one of the most, the deepest cry, the most heartfelt expression of feelings I'd ever seen her express. And it was very, very hard for me to watch her devolve like that. And at the same time, I felt so close to her. And afterwards, she said, I'm so sorry, mommy. I don't know why I did that. I don't know why. I don't want to have big feelings. I don't want to do that. And I just had to reassure her and say, you know what? It's okay. You had your big feelings. We got through it and it's okay. And I think just being safe and telling her that those feelings aren't going to make me feel any differently about her and I can handle them because I'm strong and I'm regulated was one of the most important things that I think I did in that moment. And I think I continue to do. Am I perfect at it? No. Are there some days when I'm like, I can't listen to these feelings. I don't want to do it. Yeah, absolutely. There are days when I'm too dysregulated and I can't find my calm and I can't find my own regulation and I, and I don't do it. And I have to say, I can't listen to your feelings right now. I'm sorry. I'm not well enough. I'm not doing well enough. But if we can come to those feelings and to those big upsets and those hard moments, if we can come to them most of the time, that's good enough. And that's all we can hope for as parents is that we're trying, we have our most, our best intentions in our mind, and we do our very best to come to our kids' dysregulation with our own calm and regulation so we can create this idea of co-regulation. So That's what I have to say about the more compliant, more amiable, quieter child is that they're watching and they have feelings and they're not just being, you know, cooperative because 
they necessarily always want to. So observe your compliant child and notice what's going on for them and give them space to have their feelings, give them space to push back and make mistakes, give them space to backtalk, really kind of encourage that because we want them to have a voice. We do not want them to become people pleasers. We want them to really have a voice in this world. And if they can't start with us, if they can't practice with us and we be the safe place, then where can they practice? And where will they learn to have a voice? And where will they learn to stand up for themselves and not put up with poor behavior or mistreatment or all of the things that we want to safeguard our kids against in the future? If they can't find that place with us, will they ever find it? So give them the opportunity and the space to misbehave and to do the wrong thing and be there for them and love them through it anyway. Okay. That's all I have for the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you very much for being here. Without all of you listening, this podcast would not continue to exist. So please leave a rating and review. I would be so grateful so that we can continue having these incredible moments together and we can continue growing in our parenting journey. Thanks for joining me and I will see you next time.